Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 11. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. And we're going to go straight into it. We've got loads to cover. So in advance of the launch at the end of the month of the Spurs shirt, the story of the famous Tottenham colours told for a unique collection of historic match-worn shirts, we want to talk about your favourite Tottenham kit. Yeah, I mean, we're not being paid to promote this book. It's, it's just a big book that we're all really excited for. And obviously we've got some connections to it on the pod, but we are not being paid to promote this book. Our favourite kit... That's a nice new watch you've got there. <laughs> 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 um, uh, my, my, when you sent around the agenda, I went 91 kit. I love the 91 mm. kit. I love it. Umbro, Holston. I, but it's more about the memories that I saw in the mm. kit. And that's what all, all my research yeah. has come down to. Like, Describe that, the kit, first of all. For anyone that doesn't know, it's how's really the best way? It's simple. Do you remember West Ham's kit from a few seasons ago? had that bit where it was a bit shiny patterned. Yeah. It's, it was like that. Like mm. you get re- Do you remember? There's that picture of me from the last game of the season... Years ago, where there's a 360 sniffing yourself, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so it's the best photo ever. So, the year before we left White Hart Lane, dear listeners, they put um, a camera in the middle of the pitch at White Hart Lane. They did a 360 picture in between the players going off and then them coming back out and doing the walk around the White Hart Lane. So, I stand up, I'm trying, I'm sort of not posing, but I'm not not posing, waiting for that picture. And they didn't tell us when they were taking it, no, either. That, it was there the for like thing. half an hour. But I'm wearing my yellow, I think it's that one's Sheringham, the yellow one with yeah. the purple splodge on the top. I love that kit. I love it. It's, a, it's an authentic, but it's made out of basically, it's like a bin bag. You just sweat. And I, like I, I thought I smelled a bit funky, so I, I lifted my arms and smelled my armpit. And it's that exact moment that you see on the, on the It's incredible. It's so I'm not even in the photo. I went to the toilet. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. not even in I was, it. I was with you. Yeah. I'm not even in it, which is brilliant. But the point is, it, that was, it was basically made of plastic. It was like that. It was really shiny. It's white. It looks quite clean cut. It's a lovely, lovely kit. Lovely collar. Lovely, like, umbro. A lovely sponsor. But I remember, you know, Gazza's free kicking it. Lineker scoring yeah. in the final. All that yeah. sort of stuff. So it's always the memories that you associate with the kit as opposed to the kit being really yeah, nice. Because actually, it. one of, when I ask this question, I'm thinking about it myself. It's not even a nice kit, but some of my best memories, especially when I was younger, when we had that horrible, tight Kappa Thompson kit. Yeah, it's an was awful it kit. blue under the arms? Awful Edgar David, yeah. Nido. And it's like, when I was a youngster going and watching the games, like that was the first yeah. time, that was when I really remember falling in love with Spurs. Like, yeah. actually remembering going consistently. It's a dreadful kit, yeah. but I love it, because yeah. whenever I see it, I think of Robbie Keane yeah. doing cartwheels, 22 Keane on the back. Like, that's... That's the era. Yeah, there's not many like that. That the German one from the '90s World Cup, you know, the classic one with the line yeah. that goes across the chest. That's a beautiful kit. There's not many actually beautiful kits that we've had. You know, the the I always going back to the memories one, like the Champions League, the first year Champions League kit. I love that kit, but that was because you saw Modric in it, That's Van it. der Vaart, Bale in it. I can't picture a kit without a player in it. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. And so even that that the one that everybody hated with the yellow underneath the arm. Yeah, that I always associate with Palacios. I still kind of loved it because mm. we had Modric playing in it, and it, it I just I see goals scored in that yeah. kit. That Liverpool, we played in that one. I think Liverpool first game of the season when Benny hit it. Yeah, um, I think just, a Eunice Cabal when I think of that kit yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, like, that's which what it says is. it all, isn't it? Yeah, the two kits I like as well that are, that are standards and a little bit different are. The 125 year anniversary one, yeah. which is split down the middle, was white four, and blue. 4-4 four, 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 four against four, Villa, Villa, but again, that game yeah. is why you I there, love right? that kit. You I love it. Incredible. 4-1 down against, against Villa. Yeah. They're all chanting happy birthday to you. 
yeah. really, really going for us, yeah. and we fight back. And Kabul scores in the last minute. And the kit we had a few years ago, which was again split down the middle, and it was like black and silver. It was the bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked that kit. It's not really a Spurs kit, but that I, one I makes really you liked look it. So buff. I I've really liked it. It makes you look so muscular. And that's like Lewis Holtby, isn't it? It's that. Bale. It's yeah. just Bale scoring against West Ham, 25th of February, 2013. Yeah. Um, I love the one, the last one of the lane with just the, sh- the yeah. block of. I, I was, what I was going to ask you is, what what things does a Spurs kit have to be, and what is it not allowed to be? Because we've had a brown kit. I've got. A one of those, mm-hmm. you know. Are we allowed brown kits? Are we allowed yellow kits? Well, that's kits? the thing, because people are always like, oh, it's not a Spurs colour. But I quite like the third kit being a bit of a roguish. Mm. It's not really a Spurs. That's, I know people listening to this will think home white, away blue, third yellow is yeah. probably is probably what most people will think. Yeah. And I get that. But I like it when a kit's a little bit out yeah. there. Like that brown one, I loved it. Yeah. Looking back on it, it's not it's that the great. It's ugliest kit ever. But it's just a little bit different. Didier Zakora. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what you were saying. You always think of what someone. What do you think about this? The green one. I, I, I like the green I one. Like the green when one. I first saw the green one, I thought, what is that? Yeah. I, I thought, honestly, if they designed that in the dark, yeah. what has gone on? But actually... When I saw it actually in the flesh, I, I yeah. quite liked it. And a lot of the kits the last couple of seasons have been a bit like that. Yeah. You see the release and you think, oh, I'm not mm. sure. And then you see it in real life and you're like, I love it, yeah. or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So I quite like the green one. I, to be honest, I don't really buy the kits anymore no. because it's just a price point for me. I'm like, I'm not going to. That, that's a that's a game. Yeah. And I'd much rather go to a game than have the it's kit. It's a week shopping. Yeah. If it's a week. It's a tank full of petrol. I tend to buy the training gear. Yeah, yeah. Which this season actually we've got that lovely. Dark purple yeah. training gear. You're not talking about that, it. like Windows 95 background, the horrible one. Yeah. No. Um, so I think that's really nice. But what I like about this is some people love kits, some people hate kits, mm. but there's always a story behind each yeah, one. That's yeah. what I really like. So obviously, I'm going to ask Stato about this because he's involved in, um, in the book. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> um, so he actually said he spoke to um, Simon Shakeshaft, who's the author of that book. Yeah. Um, and he said that the greatest period of Spurs shirts for him is 1975 to 1993 with Lecoq Sportif shirts especially oh, standing yeah. out yeah. with the centenary 82-83 set of three being the best of all uh, that includes the one-off yellow strip for the Bristol Rovers centenary match the same season mm. uh, he loves his kits doesn't he, he? Does he kits, so yeah. I just thought, I thought I've got to speak to him before yeah, yeah. he'll be on this. sometime talking about um, it I'll put this out on social media as well and a mix of responses some kits that actually when I read the year I couldn't pitch them but then when you go and research you're like oh yeah that makes sense so G Phillips 5 on Reddit said 1988 away it was the first kit he ever owned and was beautiful so again it's the it's what the personal it? story isn't it between the it two so that was one I was like 1988 what? I've got no idea you're looking it up as we speak looking it up as we speak I, I like that the old blue one that says spurs in letters across the top like some people yeah. really really hate that I also love the purple Klinsman one you know so that's the Holston oh yeah humble, like, so you've got black classic. lines going from underneath your arm collar. to collar v-neck Holston in big yeah we're having that yeah that's a, that's a nice kit um, Fernie adds on Reddit says the purple Who? kappa kit Fernie adds. Oh. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. Um, the purple Kappa kit, easily my favourite kit. So comfy. Yeah. Well, they ran out. The whole point of the Kappa kits was they were meant to really show when your t- your shirt was being tugged. But didn't they? Um, they ran out of XXL in this because they did fit tight. So everyone, yeah. big lad. Everyone was at least to size up. <laughs> Um, Black Curfus on Reddit says the kit I always think back to was the 97-98 away kit which if I recall wasn't so loved by others I love the blend of navy blue and the golden HP sponsor Mm. 
Uh, Finbin on Reddit says 99 to 2001 Adidas home kit with Holston after our dodgy pony period. Was that so great to have a decent manufacturer in Holston. Yellow and blue. Oh, wait. Yeah. So I've got that in a kid's size. My dad got it from a charity shop. So, Amazing. Uh, yeah. And that one was also the first kit for that Ledley King wore. So if you look at old yeah. pictures, it looks so baggy, yeah. doesn't it? It <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally yeah. looks like a gust of wind's going to blow him over. the shirts and Amazing. the curtains, you yeah. know? And I'm the really that. short shorts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Um, other people. Uh, so Cole Woodbridge on Facebook, friend of the show, Cole said uh, he's actually written in with free. So 1978 Admiral Home as number one, 1970 Plain White, number two, and then 1991 Umbro Home, number two. So 91, the early 90s, actually, is quite a popular period. Beating Arsenal and beating Forest was next level. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? And Javad on Facebook as well. Um, (laughs) Any kit that closely resembles the 60-61 kit, the less the better, which... Yeah, okay. which is just the badge. It's got 61 Wembley for the cup final yeah, underneath. Yeah. That's a stunning kit. So the year after the Champions League one, do you remember the one we had, which had like a floppy, it was all white, totally white, floppy collar. Who made it? Was it Puma again? And yeah. it was all autonomy. Yeah, autonomy. And yeah. That, that, I was looking at it, it just, it looks like there's something missing from it. Yeah. I like a feature. I, yeah. like, I, did, I hated yeah. the seatbelt one from a few seasons I did, ago. I, I didn't mind did the seatbelt like one, actually. Uh, and I hate this season's home kit. I think it's awful. Mm, I'm not. I think the away one, the blue one, I mm. think is nice. I like yeah. the green one. Love the green one. The home one is. I, I can't really say I've been massively inspired to no. buy a shirt for a long time. No. I always look back at shirts and think, I love that shirt because yeah, of yeah. my memories. I can't remember one coming out and being like, I've got to go and get that. The one they pulled, when they changed the sponsor for the Champions League kit, do you remember when they oh, did that? Yeah. So I've got a Bale Champions League kit, yeah. which is great. But they ran out of them, so I've got an XL and it looks mm. ridiculous on me. Mm. But, I mean, there have been some great kits over the years. At the, at, at the moment, you look in the current day across all of the top flight football, yeah. all the kits are the same. Yeah. Nike have a template. Yeah. This is the kit, this is the badge, I'll copy and paste that on there, there's the kit, churn it out. So well, it's, a bit, it's a bit uninspiring a lot of the time. Have you seen the PSG away Champions League kit? which is PSG X crossed with Jordan. Jordan, so It's yeah. the Jordan brand one. Yeah. I'm not about that. Jordan is an American, very American, very... But it's basketball. It's got nothing to do you with it. You know what? I quite like it. It's something, it's, a bit, it's something a little bit different. I'm not having it. I mean, I think for some people, shirts are a big deal, aren't they? I'm one, That's whereas I'm... But I'm not really that bothered about mm. what we're wearing as long as we're getting the results. I don't. I'm not. I'm not as bothered. But cool. I like that. Anything a little bit different, I think, is pretty yeah. good. Um, there was a really comfortable, calm game at the weekend where stress levels were relatively low yeah. for the first 65 minutes, anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, when we played Wolves, uh, we were great for that really first hour. Good. I mean, first 10, 15 minutes was pretty even. They come out and had a go, but we handled it fairly well. Took our goals fantastically. The first goal from Lamella. Lovely bit of play from Sun to feed him. Great finish from Lamello's goal scoring form at the minute is yeah, incredible. Um, then the second goal, a couple of minutes later, Trippier gets a bit of time. Perfect delivery, unbelievable, unbelievable delivery. And Lucas Mora leaps at the back post. He reminds me so much of Tim Cahill. Because really? for a little guy, he wins yeah. so many headers. He's what was he, five, 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 six? Is he? He's got an incredible leap on a him. Massive Lucas head, um, Big head. Big head. Really Lots big head. Um, he took his goal lovely. Sniper's dream, we'll call him. Excellent. Um, and then Kane in the second half, goes through. Keep makes a good save, smashes the rebound. At 3-0, I was thinking this could be yeah. a real annihilation. Uh, and then there's a moment of madness from firstly from Trippier I blame Trippier for both of them like both of them see I I think Trippier contributed definitely like you can't question that but there are a lot of other mistakes because I know people were sort of 
Well, let's talk about the first one. So Trippier's got the ball. He's got a little bit of pressure on him, but he's yeah. got more than enough time to just clip the ball up the line or put it into touch, either one. Yeah. Tries to be clever and nutmeg the centre forward yeah. in his own bottle, just outside his own box, which is schoolboy. Like If you're yeah. under 9s, Tim, that you'd go crazy. Um, gives the ball away, fourth dives, lunges in, yeah. when actually he didn't need to make that challenge. Yeah. That's a young centre-half poor decision-making. Yeah. So Trippier, yes. Fourth, yes. I think they're, for me and that goal, they're both equally at fault. Yeah, Trippier was in control of the situation yeah. and forced Foyth into making a decision. So Foyth shouldn't have done what he did. He should have yeah. stayed his feet, all of that. But Trippier, like when Pochettino came out, hasn't he? He said he needs to, uh, yeah. Trippier needs to remember he's a, he's a right back. And all I can hear is like Alan Hansen in the match of the day studio and going, the one thing you don't want your right back to do at this stage is to try and nutmeg yeah. a defender back towards his own yeah. goal. Ridiculous. Like, yeah. like, there's no explaining that decision. On the flip side, is that the sign of a, a player that is full with confidence? To even try yeah. that, I know that I'm not yeah, justifying yeah. what he's done, but to even contemplate that the right decision for me to do is to nutmeg a striker, you've got to be, do you know what I mean, thinking you're the best player in the world to do that. It, it, it's what, what is he confident in? Is it confident in his own ability? Is he confident in his position further up the pitch? Like, he, yes, but then that's worrying in that that's not his job and he shouldn't be confident doing that, you know? The, the funny thing with that is it's shocking defending, so yeah. that's my opinion on he shouldn't have done what he did. If that comes, if he not makes that forward and it goes to the centre off, everyone's going, what a bit of play that yeah, was. No. The composure for him to do that and the awareness, unbelievable. I'm not the best. Sure. We'd still be saying he shouldn't be. Not I don't know. I think there. there'd be a lot of people saying, what a brilliant bit of play. Oh, no, no, um, Fourth goes in, doesn't in, gives the pen away. So that's 3 1. And that was the classic, oh, here we go, Spurs. But you're still two goals in. We were still comfortable at that point. Yeah. The second one yeah. is some of the worst defending that you'll see at any level of football firstly Harry Winks has the ball no pressure gives it away sloppy I didn't actually think he had a great game Winks I love him but I thought he gave the ball away a lot normally he's so productive with it and he just recycles possession over and over and over and never gives it away gives it easy I thought he gave the ball away quite a lot in that game they did get around him quite well but I didn't think it was one of his better ones but that's fine he's a young player as well I get that so he gives it away Trippier is nowhere like it doesn't go with his man doesn't really do anything he's just in a horrible position yeah. but I, I think again at that point Foyth has that under relative control he yeah. doesn't need to dive in what he needs to say in that situation and this is what's hard for defenders he's got to accept he can't get the ball and yeah. he's got to think okay you're going to get the ball first and you're going to be in my penalty area with the ball yeah. I'm going to get goal side here and I'm going to make you have to beat me Ben one in the top corner a moment of magic yeah. that's what he should do he should, but He's a young centre-half. He thinks, I've got to get to that ball if I don't get to it. Yeah. And he throws himself into... It's really, really poor defender. This isn't Ledley versus Robin where you have to make a last-ditch no. tackle. It is. You shepherd him out. And it's, it's, you're right, it's a lack of experience. He's got enough strength just to push him out into a yeah. place where Wolves don't want to be. Then you get your back up and then everything's yeah. fine. And even though he's got a yard on him, the forward, even if he just stays alongside him and puts yeah. a bit of pressure, he still has to beat the keeper. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And Hugo shot-stopping as we've always said on this, is second to none. Yeah. So it's going to take a, a good finish. And if he does do that, you, can, you can't really have a go at fourth. Mm. You can sort of say, well, what's happened before that? Yeah. So that was, it was a really naive bit of play. And after that, he's headed completely gone. Yeah, it, it just... And he'd, he'd actually, up until that point, had a, had a pretty good game. Yeah, it's a shame it's two 
it's literally you could add both decisions up to one second of stupidity cumulatively and suddenly it's ruined him yeah. like he had a great game against West Ham yeah. really really yeah. good just made lucky we were 3-0 like, I'm not too worried about him like he would have learned way more from that than making yeah. those two tackles yeah. uh, Winks Winks is my new favourite player I think mm. honestly I, I, I genuinely believe he could be world class yeah, and when I say world class like top 11 players in the world like he, he sees the player and he sees the play, sees the pitch like no player we've got. Mm. I just, I think he's brilliant. Like even if you go back to Real Madrid, which was a year ago, Friday, yeah. I think. Like he makes the breakaway goal. I think the third goal by taking a second where most other people clear clear yeah. it. He takes a second and passes it out to Delhi, who then has the time to turn his yeah. man. And he, I, honestly, Winks, I'm so excited to see what Winks can do. I would yeah. get rid of Dembele. And, mm. and well, we didn't talk with. about his injury actually because he went he went off after didn't he after about yeah. ninety seconds which was a, a big blow and that you could sort of see that we changed our complete game plan with that and he chucked someone and just sort yeah. of said okay we'll just sort of go for it now that's yeah. what I'm gonna do um, I'm a big Winks fan like I said I didn't I didn't think he was great against Wolves no. I thought Sissoko had another good game I, I think we're seeing the, the coming of the age of Sissoko mm. I think for the right game he's the right player mm. like West Ham is perfect for and if you need just a muscular presence to say don't shoot never shoot but just just be a busybody yeah. what we expect of Dembele now really we can expect from him not the ghosting pass players no one can do that mm. but that that bustling strength like really I'm, I feel like we've lost Wanyama Wanyama of two seasons ago mm. who was an absolute monster um, and we've lost Dembele because he's too old and too injured mm. now those two can't play as much anymore mm. so Sissoko has to step up and he is I'm, I'm Wanyama's a worry for me to yeah. be honest because I've always questioned his ability with the ball yeah. without it breaking play up fantastic absolutely yeah. fantastic but my thing with that is for Tottenham a side that are going to go want to go and win the title is having a midfielder that just breaks play up enough I don't no, no, I no, don't no. think it is I think you need to you need to have that if you're going brilliant but you need to be productive with the ball and injuries is a real it's really hurt Wanyama the injuries because he hasn't had a run of games for no. Way over a year, which we've is all, a shame. We've always said like you, Pochettino likes players who can do multiple things, and you could, well, the, the Spurs of the Champions League were players who could do one thing. Rafa, well, we'll talk about Rafa. Yeah. Rafa was severely limited in his speed and athleticism and fitness, but he had a couple of amazing skills. Defoe was really good at a couple of things, and that's what Wanyama is. He's not the Spurs that we've currently mm. got, and that that's the worry. Um, but we saw it's the game nice. out against Wolves, which was the main thing, you know. But if, I was never in doubt. Uh, was, I was second if, goal. if there'd have been another ten minutes, you reckon? Then I, they didn't create much clear cut. I know Loris made a couple of good saves throughout the course of the game, but at three two, I f- I liked when he chucked Sanchez on and he identified, okay, this is what's going on. I need another yeah. body in there. Getting Love that. He looked all over the place, Sanchez. Though, when he came <laughs> on, he really did. But centre half's hard coming into a game yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. Def- last ditch defending. Um, I I was really looking forward to this game. Wolves are really exciting. Good to side, me. you know. Yeah, good side. Great players. Good, decent crowd. Like it's 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 a proper game of football. Yeah, they're not going to sit there and defend. Yeah. They are going to play football. Not yeah. that. But we got over the line. You know, that's the main thing. We've played three games in six days, yeah. and we've won them all. One. City on Monday. Oh, we lost that. Um, <laughs> but we've had no publicity, have we, about the amount of games. There's no. not been any talk about it, when actually, you know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. To have that many games and to rotate, and it shows how good our squad actually is. 
Um, and if you've if you'd have offered me three two before the game started, I'd have been hand off for that. So we're that's fourth. great. We're fourth. We're, we're fourth. The only thing that worries me a little bit this season is just defensively we don't look it's that weird, great. Isn't it? And interestingly, we've still got stats-wise goals conceded. I think the third or the fourth best defense in the league. It's weird. But I don't watch us with that same security mm. of they're not scoring today. No yeah. way. I watch it thinking they they'll probably get one, yeah, even yeah. though they're not. And we've probably kept more clean sheets than I think we have this season. I just don't feel the same you, sense of. You team bring back AVB. Is that <laughs> anyone other than that man? Um, really, Harry over AVB. Oh, I would rather have Redknapp than AVB. One hundred percent. Sherwood. One hundred percent. Oh, not tactics, Tim. Oh. Not, you've got to draw the line somewhere, <laughs> and that line, that line is a gilet, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, so, Van der Vaart has announced this week his retirement from football. Yeah. Um, anyone that listens to the show regularly, or has done for a number of years, knows that he's one of my favourite players. I absolutely loved watching him. Big moments in big games, that was what he was all oh. about. Um, there's always been something for me watching a player that isn't blessed physically, that mm. isn't quick, isn't strong, but yet can do whatever he wants with the ball. There's something magical about it. Fantastic player. The goals against Arsenal that he used to score. The way he used to give it as well in the big games. I love that. I remember the, the goal he scored equalised against Arsenal at the lane. He went straight Pedro to in. the Arsenal fans. No, this was in the 3-3. Yeah. When he scored the first one. So we went Where one he's being dragged back. And he smashes it with his right foot though. Which yeah. he, I, I never saw. I didn't even think he had the right yeah. foot. Yeah. And he goes straight to the Arsenal fans he's giving it. it. The penalty in the away game when we've won 3-2 three, three, two. and came back. All the goals in the Champions League he used to score for us as well. He got a hat-trick, didn't he? I think it was a hat-trick against FC20 yeah. in the Champions League. Like, Him and Crouch oh. were the perfect, perfect combination. Because oh, I watched his 28 goals for us. It was Crouch knocked down to Van der Vaart all the time. Yeah. And he loved scoring against Villa. Oh. And the thing is, he goal hung. The, yeah. the negatives, let's cover the negatives as well. He couldn't run. He could not 60 run. 60 minutes maximum. Him, yeah, 60 minutes, yeah, 60 minutes maximum. Couldn't run. He, he was basically Clint Dempsey, just a better Clint Dempsey. He was, he was an equally annoying. Um, I mean, his personal life, we, we know yeah. what happened on with. He, he, yeah. he hit his missus in a private party. But she, I didn't know this. She had been having an affair beforehand with a, mm, with a pilot. It's all messy. Isn't it's it? all messy. He's now happy with a handball player. They've had a baby last July. Like I can't. I often have this discussion with my dad about like music. How how much can you separate the behaviour of the artist and their actual music? Mm. So, like I'm massive personally like cheating is a really big thing for me I'm not into it at all I thought you were going to say massive like I love it like, no, I, can't I, hate it. Yeah. But, like I hate it like there's just something weird in me that just I really passionately hate it mm. and my favourite band my, my favourite artist ever is The Clash Joe Strummer apparently had affairs and all this and you go how, how much can I separate those mm. two because it's the man who made the music and it's the same with him like he punched his missus admittedly after he left Tottenham so it, that was free and his missus who was very ill like she's had cancer yeah. like survived it and then uh, it came back and well, where do we stand on that so that, that uh, we're not going to answer that now mm. so aside from that he loved Tottenham the mm. two things I loved he loved playing for Tottenham like he really loved playing for Tottenham I loved it when he hugged that granny do you remember yeah. that was that the intercut no that was it was just an, he just goes and finds an old yeah. woman in the crowd um, and then the other thing was he felt proper Tottenham like a flawed genius and what we don't have anyone like him yeah. who where you go and ex- when him and Bale and Modric you expected something special to happen we don't really have those players like even Kane we, we don't expect something special we just expect consistency from all of them I think he defines historically what Tottenham's all about that's it isn't it like 
probably not the most consistent player in the world, but would no. give you moments where you think, what have I just seen? Yeah. That's an incredible bit of football that I'll never forget. Stylish man, just style, style all day yeah. long. I, I loved him, and, and it, after he left, didn't he come out and said, I left Spurs too soon, it was the best period of my career. Yeah. Like I loved London, it was the best football I was ever playing. Yeah. Do you remember when we signed him? It was mad. It was deadline day. Deadline day, at a couple of hours before, and it was just... We put a cheeky bid in, literally a cheeky bid, and then he arrived. Because he was meant to have gone to Bayern Munich the week before for about 35 million, yeah. and it fell through for personal terms. Madrid just wanted to ship him out because yeah. they had too many players, and we got him for about 12 million, didn't Eight, we? According to Wikipedia. Just... My favourite Spurs player chant as well. The na 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 Absolutely. What you were saying about him at Villa as well, because I've got to give this a mention, he scored four goals in two games against Villa yeah. in the same season. The two home goals are literally knocked down from Crouch. <laughs> yeah. One is literally on the line and taps it yeah. in. And the other one, he dummies Richard Dunn, who goes flying across him and then puts it in the other corner. And then in the away game, which was a Boxing Day match at yeah, Villa Park, yeah. I was there. Oh, yeah, we went up on Boxing yeah. Day, snow on the ground, um, drove up there. We battered the first 15 minutes. He scores a lovely goal. Luka Modric picks the ball up just inside the Villa half. Plays a 30-40 yard ball out to the right. Alan Hutton's making an overlapping run. Gets to the byline. Cuts it yeah, back. Penalty spot. That. Van der Vaart runs onto it. Bottom corner. The, We've gone mental in the way. Yeah. Naturally celebrating, chanting, doing the song, all of that. We were destroying them. Long ball goes forward. Defoe goes up for a challenge with James... I think it's James Collins... Collins goes down, red card. So everyone was like, yeah. what's gone on there? So now you're thinking... And this is when Villa were a decent team. They were sort of 7th, 8th. So now you're 1-0 up, 10 men. You're thinking, oh, right, we're going to be hanging on yeah. now. And we did a lot of defending for large periods of that game. Got into the second half, about 65, 70 minutes. Bale picks the ball up, really in the right-back position. Runs the length of the pitch. Yeah. Squares it to Lennon, who's just now just inside the penalty area on the left-hand side. He lays it off to Van der Vaart, who'd been making a run but couldn't keep up with Bale. <laughs> tucks it in the bottom corner. Right in front of where we were, we went absolutely crazy. Yeah. We, it was 2-1 in the end and we held on. Yeah. But for 10 men, as one of my favourite away games, the whole family out in as well. It was oh, absolutely great. brilliant. The- what I did notice is he had a left. He passed the ball into a net, and he never hit it harder than it needed to be hit. Like there's so many goals where he hits it left-footed, diagonally across yeah. the box into the bottom right-hand corner, and you go like someone should have blocked that, and yeah. it just doesn't. Unbelievable player. Do you remember really. a great goal he scored against Swansea? I mean, beat him three-one. Is it the one where someone? I think it's Ledley King shoots, and it basically comes to his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he just and yeah. it, the keeper doesn't move. He does a keep with his eyes and bends it in the top yeah. corner. I was there for that. Um, brilliant, a brilliant player. So. That just brings a smile to your yeah, face. Yeah, hopefully we'll see him back at Spurs in some capacity. That'll be amazing. Let's get him on the pod. Even if he's doing it, Rafa, if you're listening, let us yeah. know next week. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some comments made in the week as well from Gary Neville uh, about Spurs in the last 30 years, basically saying that they're a spineless team, yeah. uh, not a lot of bottle, was soft. And Harry Redknapp took personal offence to that and was kicking off on TalkSport about it. What did you make of, of Gary Neville's comments, firstly? I, it's, it's a really interesting one. And I think that, I mean, I don't know what, what authority he's got. He was just, he was part of the greatest team that's ever lived, under the greatest manager that's ever lived. So he's got one very biased point of view, and then he's a failed manager. His, his sister is a world champion, and what she does, he's a failed manager. That aside, he's very good down the list. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he, a great player, performed at the highest level, so he has got some, something about him. The, I firmly believe that there, that there is a style or there is a, there is a heart of a club where they play a certain way. Or, and you have a look at Arsenal. Under Wenger, they focused on playing beautiful football, but they did not have the steel mm. after they left all the, those French 
Invincibles. They yeah. did not have steel. And you have a look at West Ham, they play bruising, not like Stoke, a little bit of football, but mm. they've got heritage in their foot. And we've got exactly the same thing. Mm. We are about style, we're about. There is a Spursy element. Playing with a flourish. Playing with a flourish, and that means we're not consistent. Like Chelsea, since Abramovich, have always been just about killing the game. Yeah, pragmatic football. Pragmatic football. And he's not wrong. Like, you you have a look at our results. It's terrible. How many cups have we won in the last 30 years? Minimal. I think his comments probably are are fairly accurate, but Mm. I think they were out of order, including Harry in that. Because I think Harry... A little bit Martin Yard, but mainly Harry. That was the beginning of the change. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like Redknapp and give him a lot of stick. I thought he was brilliant for us, and I loved that period going yeah. and watching brilliant football every week. We weren't the current team's much better, much better manager now. Everything about us now is better. But that period, for me as a fan, that was the best I'd ever seen. So I'll always hold Redknapp in high regard. So I'll never have a bad word to say about him. Um, so I think it was out of order for Neville to include that because if you look at what Redknapp did for us, it was a pretty good job. What do we win under Redknapp? Yeah, but it depends what you. So it, uh, going by that, are you saying that Ramos was a more successful manager than Redknapp at Spurs? Yeah, you know. So it's difficult, isn't it? Because it is some people would say it's all about the trophies, but that was the beginning of the progression. Yeah, I'm not saying it's all about the trophies. It's, it is about. Like, ultimately, we we failed. Uh, we the, failed to were, win anything. And it, like, if you go back and look at the games after the Champions League, we had some shocking performances. Oh yeah. And same with the Europa League afterwards under Redknapp. So that that's what the, that's that's a spine. He's been able to. It's consistency is what he's saying. Yeah. And he's seen games through. It's not playing for so many minutes. It's not playing for seventy percent of the season. And so I I think it's fair. I just I think the way that he went about it was yeah. just not. It's just it should have probably just thought you know it's quite disappointing. Redknapp's one of you know England's most successful managers. He's, he's had a fantastic career in management. Say what you like about him, but like what he did at Spurs and what he's done at other clubs. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's been well, fantastic. And when Neville then is coming out comparing win percentages through to when Redknapp was at QPR and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's, ridiculous. It, it's stupid. But let's not forget as well, like, the, the, there's a media aspect to this. Redknapp, the Redknapps, um, Jamie and his dad, have owned the Sun, like, they don't own, but they're in the Sun, they're on Sky, so that, that was a stupid move for Neville to make as a Sky employee. But also, like, Neville, he can't go on and just go, Spurs were all right. He has to have a, a strong point mm. of view just to get viewers yeah. and the fact that we're talking about it. So he's all, all, also playing the monkey for this yeah. guy, organ grinder, so I'm not yeah. too worried about it. We've got two games to preview as well. So we've got PSV tomorrow night. Massive game. League. Huge game. Because it's going to take a lot, but we can still get out of this group. We, we can, can still very, qualify. It, all, you, all we've got to do is win our next three. Well, and PSV Inter is a big game as well. You see what they did yeah. to us. There's a, there's a lot of permutations of this. Yeah. Um, it's a massive... And the, the, one of the reasons it's a massive game is because we need to win, and we've got the mentality where we should win, but we, don't, we, we know it won't necessarily happen. Mm. So we've got to go... It's a really interesting psychological I, I, battle. I think for us as well, looking at it, and without sounding negative with it I think it's unlikely we're going to get out of the group now but I want us to be going for the Europa League spot I don't want us to finish bottom and have no European football mm-hmm. like Europa League is another trophy that's feasible for us to win it's another route into the Champions League it's better to be in it than to not be in it yeah, surely yeah. if you get to a point in March, April time where you're in the Europa League and all of a sudden you're competing for the Premier League title fine then you can deprioritise it but at the moment it's better to be in as much as we can yeah. obviously I want us to get out of the group and be in the Champions League of course I do um, but I think it's going to take a lot. Having said that, I do think we'll beat PSV tomorrow night. Then they're, they're not a great side. We no. should have comfortably taken the three points in the away game. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that 
you know, we've got a fit enough squad and everybody's recovered. Yeah. And it'll, it'll rotate it again, of course, because he has to. But hopefully we have enough to get over the line. And I think we will, because I don't think PSV are a great side. We battered them. Like, we made some really stupid errors, but yeah. we destroyed them away. It's, it's almost an arrogance point where we took our foot off the petrol. Yeah. Uh, the gas. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, for American listeners. For, for our septics. And... Um, yeah, I, I I've been quite negative about the Americans. I've got nothing against Americans. It's just it's just happened that way. Um, uh, I'm yeah. the same about the Welsh. So yeah, <laughs> everyone everyone is the same about the Welsh. Um, so we've got that. So hopefully we can get over the line tomorrow. And then prediction? We've got, we're going to do three 0 I'm going three 0 two one. Three 0 Easy. I think I could see them nicking something, yeah. set play or something. And then we have Palace at the weekend, which London derby, another tough league game. They're a decent side, Palace. I don't think that their league position necessarily is fair. They've played a lot of the top sides. I watched them against Chelsea at the weekend, and is they were they were level for you know up until about sixty minutes in that game. Is it home or away? It's away. That's a big. That's a tough game. Yeah. But it is the, the normally when you play Palace, if you stop Zaha, you do stop Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Townsend's always one where he's, you just always think he's going to pop up and score against us. But they don't have much in their armory apart from Zaha. Yeah. But stopping Zaha is easier said than done he's a good I'd like him I think he's a great yeah, player I've yeah, really, like really him. he's player. inconsistent but I like him just get him in yeah. uh, and your prediction for that game my prediction is it, it will be tough like it's one of those ones where what the worst thing to be happened we go 2-0 up and then have one goal against us with 20 mm. minutes to go because that crowd will get out mm. and get on and we just need to do it uh, I think we'll win 2-1 mm. I, I think for me the first goal in that game is huge against Palace because if yeah. they get it they sit back they're tight they yeah. play Zaha and Townsend on the counter and they can hurt you so I think if we get the first goal yeah. I could see us going on the winning but I could, I could probably see us dropping points there and that yeah, might be that might be a draw that one I um, want to smash a team yeah. we haven't smashed anyone City just got their third six, six goal haul and, and they've scored five twice obviously they scored three times unbelievable, unbelievable. you seen that clip of them just passing the ball around the opposition penalty area it's it's they're taking like, the mick you know when you watch a game in real life and you, your team loses so you're angry so you load FIFA up put it on the lowest difficulty possible set up against that team and just smash, smash them yeah. that's what they do in real life it's ridiculous I want to do that someone we haven't done it in a long time but we'll see it'd be a tough game Palace it's never never an easy game that yeah. crowd up Yeah, we'll see but I think it might be a draw it's time for We Are Tottenham Hotspur Quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, Quizmaster Simon Mitchell wrote in, as usual, this. So, thanks again, Simon. So, this is PSV 0, Tottenham Hotspur 1, the UEFA Cup second leg. March the 12th. I'm not doing this. 2008. Do you remember this oh, 2008. game? 2008. Do you remember this game? This is the game where... When was we, it? March? March 2008. Gomez on penalties for PSV. I was doing my... Um, univer- I was doing my degree. So this was like... Uh, do, you, do you want another story about this? Go on, then. It's not that good. The, <laughs> well, you've sold it. <laughs> Thanks very much. They messed How up many my, people have just turned off? Uh, well, all two of them. <laughs> the... Um, the they messed up my timetable, so I had to do, instead of doing two modules and two modules, I did one module and three, so I had 50% more work oh. in my, se- like, and it, you know, yeah. the last year of uni is hard, but I had 50% more work, so much, and I got through it so well, and my dad was having heart attacks at the same time, and my missus was in France, I literally didn't leave my room, mm. I used to get internet, shot. it doesn't matter, I was drinking a lot yeah. of martini, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
a lot of martini and I was so stressed I didn't do anything I didn't leave my room my friends went mm. to the library for me I just, I just couldn't mm. do it so I can't remember anything apart from I can talk about film studies all day well that tees us up lovely for this then doesn't it yeah, this is going to go well so do you, do you well. remember the game so not, literally not at all it's when it goes to penalties and Gomez I remember go, that's, is the, in that's the reason we bought Gomez right. remember the, that. 2008 yeah so we're playing 4-4-2 so our goalkeeper's Paul Robinson right back Pascal Chimbonda left back Leung Pio centre halves Ledley King and oh God, a yeah. question mark. Yeah. Right hand side of midfield, Jermaine Genus. Oh. It says it all, doesn't yeah. it? Left hand side, question mark. Centre midfield is Tom Huddleston and a question mark. And then I need both the strikers as well. Not, not too many of them. Right then, so let's do the centre back. Not Kabul. It's Wasn't too early Kabul, for no. Kabul. This was the. It's, too early for Dor- it's not too early for Dors, but I don't think it's Dors. It's not Dors. This is the, the, the pair that we had for not a long period during this, but which is solid. Don't say stuff like that, because it makes me feel like an idiot. Give me a clue. Um, squad number 39. Oh my god. No. Johnny me. Woodgate. Johnny Woodgate, of course it's Jonathan Woodgate. Johnny Obviously, Woodgate, Woodgate the final and King, what a partnership that is. That was great. What a partnership. So I need the centre midfielder and the left hand side of the midfielder. Along with Tommy Huddleston. Yeah. In 2008. Yeah. We mentioned him at the top of the show when we were talking about kits and the brown kit. Zakora. Didier Zakora. Didier Zakora. Brilliant video of him kicking racism out of football on YouTube. Look for it. Literally. Literally, literally yeah. kicking racism out. Of uh, left hand side of midfield. Staltieri. Nope. French. I've got, I, I can see it. I can't name him. Who is it? Steed. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. That's who I meant. Steve Malbronk. I promise you, that's who I actually meant. Steve Malbronk. Underrated. At least if you go back, he scored actually quite a lot of useful goals for he us. He did a job. That's who I meant. I didn't mean Staltieri. I meant... Oh, Steve Steve. And then the two. Defoe? No. 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 Not Defoe. Ben? No. He does come on in the game. Come on. These are the two fours. This was the centre four partnership that we had in this era. Number 10, number 9. One of them used to do cartwheels, the other went up north. Oh. Um, Keane. Robbie Keane. Went up north. Berbatov. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I hate this so game. It's that, so obvious that, when you know the answer. That side was Paul Robertson in goal, Chimbonda, Woodgate, King and Lee, yeah. back four, Genus, Huddleston, Zakora, Malbronk in midfield, Keenan, Berbatov up front. We won that game 1-0, and it went to penalties. Um, so we won away. We'd lost at home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bonus round. Are you having a laugh? Which seven players took penalties? I'm not even I'll give you the player you tell me if they scored or if they missed so okay. Dimitar Berbatov scored. to the first one he did score second Jamie O'Hara Jeez. off the bed missed he scored oh yeah Tom Huddleston scored scored Darren Bent missed scored, scored. we scored four. all four then we had a penalty to win it oh, Jermaine no. Genus oh well obviously yeah. Gomez saved yeah. Didier Zakora then came up in sudden death Scored, yeah, and then seventh Pascal Chimbonda, wow, and missed, and that was how we went out. And then we signed Gomez after that, and the rest is sort of history. Unbelievable. Wow. Well, I feel like an idiot after that. Uh, fantasy football update, just a quick one. You're still not in the league because I didn't do it. This yeah, year. not quite enough about you to do it. That's fine. That's fair enough. Other things um, in my life. 
<laughs> so Richard Healy, James Lamont, one and two. There's been a change in the top three though. Holiday Dan's dropped down to fifth. Oh, no. And Matt Downey has now gone into the top three. Well so done, Matt. there you go, keep it up, Matt. I'm in fourth doing the Spurs, just you know, consolidating yeah, yeah. the Champions League spaces. Hot Tossy Trilogy Abbas, who was meant to be coming on today, yeah. but has just I am not sure what he's doing. And he's working um, apparently. Uh, allegedly I've got a few listener questions to finish yes I like these um, Sam Diggins on Facebook has said alright Sam two Spurs players move into houses either side of you who would you like them to be Lloris and Ericsson because actually I don't want Lloris dinging my car well <laughs> Stato said on Facebook he would not want Lloris because every time he's heading towards his house she'd go come launching out of his <laughs> and take him all out all of the jokes <laughs> I just the one thing I hate is people hearing other people in the uh, house and I just think they'd both be quite quiet I know they've both got young kids but I don't think they'd be playing loud music like I just mm. imagine Sissoko I imagine Danny Rowe Aurea Aurea be an absolute nightmare yeah. Delhi imagine Delhi but I think Loris his front the front of his house would just be four of empty beer bottles wouldn't it and wine bottles <laughs> rose bottles he's yeah. a classy bird so that'd be who would you have um if you're going down the route of who would be a nice neighbour, I think Ben Davis would be quite a nice neighbour. He'd just go about it. I don't right. even think you'd know he's Is he there. From Swansea, though. You wouldn't even know he was there, I don't think, Ben Davis. And then you'd want somebody that's maybe a little bit, that can maybe bring a little bit of culture to you. And you know, you yeah. could be friends with someone, Fernando Lorente. I was thinking that. I feel like he'd be a good cook. Yeah, but tapas is shit in there. I, I quite tapas. like it. It's just, it's just little food. He'd always have people same. over Lorente as well, I feel. There's yeah, always been family. Me. See, I can't like that. My, outside my house. Thing is, I don't have. I've only got one next door neighbour. Drove the other one out. He's gone, moved out. Um, Thanks for that, Sam. Yeah, Uh, that was good, Sam. John Dawkes has said, "I feel on current current form that Eric Lamella is Spurs' best player. Are the echoes of glory team in agreement that currently he should replace Delhi in the first team lineup?" Tell you what, I got wrong was that when we had Jay here was that Lamella should only be an impact substitute he's more than proved me wrong and I love the fact that he can start and dominate and be a sub and dominate I, I can't disagree because you can't it used to be you know it used to be like Vertonghen or the rare old Ericsson were the best players mm. and I would always say Ericsson is the most influential but mm. Lamella is changing games mm. he really is I think he definitely at the minute is a starter I would not be starting him over Deli Alley. For me, the three behind Kane is Ericsson, Ali, Lamella. I feel like Lamella's got oh, ahead yeah. of Lucas, got ahead of Son. Yeah. I, if it was a case of Lamella or Ali, I'd have Ali all yeah. day. I just think we look such a better side. Do you think there's an argument to only play to play Son and or to always to prioritise playing Son and Mora together to have a really attacking wing? Because otherwise, but it's lopsided. The thing is, they say that, don't they? That oh, Son and Lucas, and you know, you've got whip, but neither of them are really wingers. In my opinion, a lot of them, no. uh, I, I can't really recall Lucas Moura picking the ball up on the touchline and literally skinning a fullback. Yeah, there's always, not many of them anyway. He always picks the ball. They both, Son and Lucas, like to get into central areas, yeah. as does Lamella. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think That's Son's fair. had a fantastic season so far, so I think he's Lamella's okay. definitely ahead of him. I mean, he's played a lot of well, the World Cup and the avoiding yeah. the, the games at his own hometown. Um, but great question there, John, as well. Yeah, and uh, lastly, Hannock. Oh, I love uh, Hannock. We haven't heard from Hannock for ages, so it's great to hear from you, Hannock. What is more stressful? Come back on, Hannock. What is more stressful than watching us give away two penalties with ten minutes left? I can't think of anything. The mo- what's the most stressed I've been during football? It doesn't even necessarily have to be football. What's just what's more stressful? I mean, be- the, thought, me the thought of being in a empty, dark room with Abbas 
that that the thought of that terrifies me probably just more than a us. whistling as it swings around. But the <laughs> going through the the piercing. But the um, for, so the re, I get emotionally involved in sport because it doesn't matter. Like I'm quite dead on the inside in some ways, and so like work I try and keep emotionless, so things don't stress me out as much because you know you have to be level-headed. Whereas football, because it doesn't matter, I can I choose to be emotionally involved in it. So actually, like the day Spurs beat City four one, remember they went and yeah. Kane got his first goals of the season. Clinton and G off the bench. Clinton and G off the bench. That goal, um, that was amazing. That was the same day as Wales beating England in the Rugby World Cup. I had nothing left by the end of that day. Like I was I was, I was more drained than any day I've ever had at work, and so stress is is sport for me so like when Wales were 2-1 up against Belgium and Belgium were battering us in Euro mm. 2016 um, after if you, don't, if you don't remember it go and have a look at how Robson Sam Kanu's Vogel goal. scores a Sam brilliant header, header as well doesn't in he in like the 85th minute and we yeah. are going through then but that was really str- it's stuff like that is when people are just battering you I feel like watching it is like imagine ha- ha- knowing what's going on with Spurs Wolves but not being able to watch it that's why you know I, what I mean I that, at, that's more for me I was that's at a more dinner party. I was, I, was, I was hosting my old neighbours yeah. not Louis but I was hosting yeah. my old neighbours and I, had to, I literally re- re-watched the game the following morning yeah. so that's how I know yeah. but it was awful because I was like oh my god it's a penalty and we were drinking brandy you know what has happened to you I've turned old the middle it? class mate yeah, 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 yeah. or you've roots. turned old yeah, yeah. Um, but brilliant questions there thanks yeah, everyone so big week ahead let's hope we can get a couple of victories and whatever happens future's bright future's lily white Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised, until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream, to dare. 
is to do. 